0: which is very very um, clear from what our brother have just told us from that video there is always a next level the bible passage that we read second kings chapter 2 verse 1 to 15 is a story of how elisha moved from the level of a servant to the level of a boss, and to the level of the most powerful prophet that ever existed. Praise the Lord. So wherever we find ourselves, in every discipline of life, employment, ministry, private business, in your marriage, in whatever sphere of life, there is always a next level. Amen? And that level is meant for someone. I decree you will be the one. And I will be the one in the name of Jesus. Ascending to the next level, is not just by wishful thinking. Ascending to the next level is not just by prayer alone. If horses were wishes, or wishes were horses, what will happen? Beggars would ride. But Wishes are not horses, and by wishful thinking, you cannot command your so many things to come to pass. So there are basically two things that moves a man from one level to the other. Number one is God. Everybody say God. God. Psalm 75, verse 6 to 7. Seven, uh, Psalm seventy-five, six to seven: For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. The Bible says in verse seventeen, verse seven: But God is the judge. God is the judge. He watches over everybody to see who he can elevate. God is the judge. He put it down one and set it up the other. May God set you up. I say may the Lord set you up. So, the God factor must not be swept under the carpet. The God factor must not been neglected. The God's factor, in fact, is the most potent factor for every next level. In other words, if you desire a level, bring God into the equation. The next factor is man. Your impute, your Ability, your contribution, your whatever you put in to achieve that next level. So, two important factors, one, God, two, yourself. That's why that man kept hammering on something. Don't allow people to frustrate you. That's the message. Imagine a student being told by a lecturer to go and be begging. That's where you belong. They must have told you where you belong. If you accept it, you'll be there. If you reject it, you will come out. So, what are you doing to get to your next level? Elisha did not get the double portion of Elijah's anointing on a platter of gold. She, I mean, he planned, he worked for it, and he got it. The day Elijah was to be taken, he had made up his mind. He said that today or never. He said, I get it, or nobody else does. And so even when the man was using riddles and trick, to discourage him. He said to him, God has sent me to, to Jericho, to Jordan. He said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not let you go. He had something he was pursuing. He had a focus. He was, he was going towards something. He had a goal. Do you have a goal? Do you have a focus? Are you pursuing something? In the name of Jesus, you will get it. I didn't hear your amen. So, I want to discuss with you the five D's for any next level. The five D's for any next level. In other words, it is across board spiritual material in your business whether you are a medical doctor whether you are an accountant whether you are a gatesman it is applicable five d's for any next level number one d is desire everybody say desire you must desire your next level in order to get there. You must have a desire for your next level if you must get there. That's why you have goals. Your goal is your desire. Your goal is what you want to achieve. So when you desire a thing, God equally backs you up. Our evil brothers, we say, O-nye praise the Lord. Am I communicating? If you didn't hear, if you say yes, say yes, your God will say yes. Praise the Lord. Psalm 27 and verse 4. The Bible says, one thing have I desire, that will I seek after. If you desire a thing, you should put in your heart, your effort, and pursue it. One thing have I desire, that will I seek after? David said that I may dwell in the house of the Lord to behold his beauty and to inquire in his temple. Praise the Lord. What is your desire? Psalm 37 and verse 4. Sorry, yes, Psalm 37 and verse 4. Delight thyself in the law. Delight thyself in the law. And it shall do what? Give thee the desire of thine heart. That's why I told you the God factor must never be toyed with. After all, who is it that has the power to do a thing? The Bible says, who said the thing and it come to pass when the Lord commanded it not. So, if you don't put God into it, you may you have a desire, but it may not come to pass. However, In your desire, there is a boundary. You can desire to be the president of this country. You can desire to be the MD of your company. You can desire to have a Lamborghini. You can desire to build a skyscraper. You must not desire or covet your neighbor's wife. It's a sin. Exodus 20 and verse 17. There is a great boundary. In desire, the Bible also said to the children of Israel, "When you go into the land, don't crave after the gods of that land. Don't desire the silver and gold that's upon the image. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his servant, nor I mean man servant, maid servant." nor it's us, nor it's us, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Don't do that. What's the difference between desire and covet? It's a very thin line. Your neighbor could have a Jeep and you want it, And you go and pray to God, Lord, I want a car like my neighbor's. Is that wrong? Hello? Hello? No. 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 When you convert what belongs to your neighbor and you commit sin, that's when people rob. You see your neighbor's car, you go and plan for it to be stolen. That's when it becomes sin. You can desire what your neighbor has. But do it with joy. Ah, I love this, your clothes. God, me too, I like clothes like this. Provide for me to wear clothes like this. Very correct. So your first D is what? Desire. And your desire can go wide. The Bible said God told the children of Israel, Whenever you come to the land I have given you and you have harvested and you have money whatsoever your soul desire, buy with your money and eat. So when God blesses you whatsoever your soul desire, but be careful there are boundaries. Again, boundaries. Because that's why they say when you go for a buffet, be careful what you eat you see some things. They call him Mikados. Another one Malagas. Another one Zimbados. So many funny names. And then you are carrying your plate, and the lady is there. You are welcome. This is Mokados. You look at it. You take smoke. This is Malacca. You take smoke. No problem. By the time you finish, thank God your toilet will be waiting. Praise the Lord. So desire must be controlled. Even when you have the money an opportunity number two D, dedication. Everybody say dedication. You must be dedicated to your cause, your goal, and whatever you are pursuing. Elisha was dedicated to his work and to God in service and to his master. He was focused. Dedication talks about devotion. Loyalty and conscientiousness. You must be conscientious. Being conscientious is being thorough, being careful, being focused in whatever you do. That's why God Himself granted His desire through His Master. A synonymous word to dedication is consecration. Because of the God's factor in achieving the next level, you must consecrate yourself to the Lord. All of us are the temple of the Holy Spirit. All of us are purchased by the blood of Jesus. All of us are children of the most high God. Be careful what you do with your life. I love the English language. But sometimes we must be careful what we do with the English language. You are talking to somebody and he said, leave me alone. I have my life to lead. It is not scriptural. It may be a good English. It may be a good expression. You, have not have, you don't have your life to lead because you are bought with a price. The Bible says, honor the Lord in your body and in your temple. Praise the Lord. You don't have your life to lead. Most importantly because one day you will give accounts before your maker. So you must be careful. You must live by the books, the word of God. Because that's the standard by which God will judge us. So consecrate your life to God. What does it mean? set yourself apart for God. It doesn't necessarily mean that you should not enjoy life. Because you are born again does not mean that you should not go to recreation center, spend time with your family, listen to good music, do all what you want, go for vacation. But the Bible says in all things let your moderation be known. Be moderating whatever you do. Oh, because you have money to buy fashion or to buy dresses. Be careful what you buy with your money. Don't buy spaghetti and macaroni all in the name of dressing and expose your body. There's a limitation to what you do with yourself don't sell your body for any gratification brothers don't desecrate your temple praise the lord be consecrated unto god and then a lot of times you want to say but pastor what about people who are not christian who are moving from level to level no problem Um, very soon they will crash. Hello? He said, but since I was born, they are moving. There is always an eternal crashing that's crashing into hell fire. An example is in Luke chapter 15. The person called the rich man and Lazarus are two different people. All his life the rich man enjoyed life all his life but he finally crashed without remedy into hell fire irredeemable eternal damnation final destruction while he was there he was being tormented he cried out to father abraham said i am dying let lazarus deep his hand. He was just asking for a drop of water on his tongue. Go and read the whole story. Luke chapter 5. So, it's possible for a man to say true in life from graduation, he got a car, a good job, he was enjoying. Those people are very difficult to evangelize. Sometimes, when you walk in, a, in an office, with a conditioned car. I mean, a conditioned office, a conditioned car, a conditioned home, your car starts once. Be careful, your prayer life may drop. Hello? But the man whose car starts three times, you know, right from his bedroom, is so already praying, God, as I get to that place, let it start once. Hello? You say, do we need to be afflicted? In order to pray, no. But the truth is that comfort and excess comfort could be dangerous. Praise the Lord. And that the Jesus said it. He said when God began to provide, he told himself, you must be careful. So he will leave his comfortable bed and sleep on the floor so that he can pray. He will leave his room and walk on his staircase so that he can pray. He has everything. He lives in a duplex. He has a, a staircase. So we must watch every aspect of our lives when God takes you to the next level. That's why Deuteronomy chapter um, 18. Chapter eight, 18 was talking about you must remember the Lord thy God when after you have eaten and be full. For it is he that giveth thee Power to do what? To get wealth. Praise the Lord. So, dedication. Be consecrated unto the Lord. There is always a thin line that we argue about. Say, sister, be moderate in what you do. All of us know that makeup is good. It makes sisters look good. But why will you want to make up? The ground is green. This side is black. This side is red. When they see you, a child can easily cry at the sight of you. And people are saying you are beautiful. It's a lie. They are deceiving you. Make up mildly. There are some people you see when they make up, you won't even know. The difference between the asking, but you will know that something has happened to this face. That's called moderation. Glory be to God. Why will a child see you and say, hey baby, let me play with you. And he's going to the mother. He's saying, child, who is this masquerade?" May God help us. Consecrate thyself. Number three D is determination. Everybody say determination. That's exactly what we saw in that man. Highly determined to succeed. Highly determined to make it. Highly determined to move to the next level. He refused to be a beggar. He refused his leg to ground him. We must be determined. Determination is a state of the mind or decision to achieve a particular fit. State of the mind or your decision to achieve a particular goal. Second Chronicles chapter two and verse one. And Solomon determined to build a house for the name of the Lord. Solomon determined to build an house for the name of the Lord and an house for his kingdom. And the Bible says in verse 2, let's have verse 2, verse 2, Second Chronicles chapter 2 and verse 2. Look at what happened. And Solomon told out, three scores and ten thousand men to bear burden, and four score thousand to heal in the in the mountain and three thousand and six hundred to oversee them on and on. As a result of what he proposed to do he began To to act. Tell somebody take action. Whatever you determine to do follow up with action. You want to pass jam you want to make it follow up with action. I learned something from my daughter. She wants to do jam. After she did it the first time, she did it the second time. She graduated, She left school quite young. So, the third time when she wants to do the jam, she shut down her WhatsApp just by herself. Shut down her WhatsApp. On her phone, she froze the WhatsApp and she came out with 314. Praise the Lord. Jam Mark 314. After she froze and by the grace of God, she's reading medicine today. Praise God. Focus. Focus. A girl of 18 took a decision by herself. Nobody controlling her. She froze her, wire, her, her, her WhatsApp and she hit 414. I mean, two, 314. Determination. Tell your neighbor be determined. Tell your neighbor be focused. Glory be to God. So, Solomon made up his mind. He was going to build the house and he was going to build it and finish it. Number, what are we now? Number four. Can you remember the first three? Number one? Number two? Number three? Correct. Number four is diligence. Everybody say diligence. Diligence level requires diligence to achieve. You must be hard working. You must work hard to achieve your next level. Not just that you must work hard, you must be meticulous. Dot the eyes and cross the Ts. You cannot afford to be careless if you are eyeing the next level. Every time I walk into a corporate organization, I observe staff across board, and immediately I see the people you call NFA. What are they? No future. You see them. If it's a banking hall, you see them. They will be moving from one seat to the other, touching people and laughing. People who are walking. They will be hugging people. I feel like telling them, you are an NFC. Nigerian Football Association. Praise God. No future ambition. Why? You don't play when you ought to work you don't play when you ought to walk. And I used to tell my children, if there is anything you must remember, is walk before pleasure. Tell your neighbor, walk before pleasure. Diligence. Proverbs 22 and verse 29. Seest thou a man, diligence in his business. Or diligent in his business. Bible says, shall stand before kings. He will not stand before me, men. May you not stand before me, men. Diligence is a requirement for the very next level. Number five is discipline. Everybody say, discipline. For you to get to your next level, you must be disciplined you must be disciplined discipline is a controlled behavior it's a controlled behavior the word controlled behavior is very very important and apt for the next level you must decide to do what is acceptable, not what is permissible. Hello? Everywhere you go is a fundamental human right to talk. But you must not talk because you have the right. There's a time to keep quiet. There's a time to refuse to talk. You are controlling your behavior you are trying to enforce discipline upon yourself and controlled behavior is a fruit of the spirit called self-control everybody says self-control that's the god's factor except you are close to god you cannot subdue some natural instinct A lot of times, I usually disagree, and I will continue to disagree with people who call themselves by certain horoscopic names. You say I am choleric, I am sanguine, I am what else? Melancholy. I am whatever. But I put it to you: those things are human nature. Hello. And then there is the God's nature called the fruit of the spirit. Every fruit of the spirit deals or dealt with every human nature characterized in those things you call melancholy and the rest. Hello. You say I am a is it which which one is the people that say they are they are they are quiet? Is it melancholy? Is it? Maybe phlegmatic, yeah. Say I'm phlegmatic, I'm an introvert, I'm quiet. But the Bible says the righteous shall be born like a lion. Hello? So where is your hiding behind the scene? Every time you hide, you say I am a phlegmatic. My nature is to always be at the back. It's a lie. For a righteous You must be bold. You must be outspoken. You must be able to evangelize. Declare the word of God. Say I cannot speak in public. That's my nature. No. Christ saved you. And he put his words in your mouth. Praise the Lord. So reject all of those things. And put on the nature of Christ. Once upon a time, he came as a lamb. He's coming back. As a lion, the king of kings, and the lord of lords. Glory be to God. Once upon a time, he was walking like a quiet man going about. But at other times, he brought us his bulala and white people and threw away their things. And he said, the zeal of the house of the lord has consumed him. When you put on the God's nature... You'll be able to discipline yourself. Somebody says, that, ah, with the things that are happening today, you see, girls, it's difficult. What can a young man do? It's because you lack self-control. It's the fruit of the spirit. I've heard debates on why people rape. And they say they rape because the way girls dress. It's a lie. It's the perverseness of the heart of men. In those days, when our sisters and mothers dressed naked, nobody raped them. Hello? Those days they just put things here. All their balls are empty. Everything. The men go about with Nobody rapes anybody. Because culturally, it was a taboo. But today, even with a little spaghetti on top, And macaroni below the theory. It's the perverseness of the heart of man. But when you are disciplined, when you are full of the Spirit of God, those things will not entice you. Hello? And that's why, you know, we we had a Sunday school. A lot of you were not there today. Sunday school talks about sexual intimacy between a husband and a wife. We advise sisters. Be naked before your husband. Husband, be naked before your wife. Youth, close your eyes to those things until it is your turn. Praise the Lord. And you know, the physiology of a woman can be very attractive. Hello? But the physiology of a woman becomes meaningless to you and does not attract you anymore if you see it regularly with your wife. True of us? True. This thing that ladies brandish nowadays, every shirt they tear it, they must expose cleavage, and they say it's a sign of being. Romantic or sexual, I don't know what they call it. Say you must look sexual, whatever. Eh? Sexy. Se- oh, God bless you. Sexy. That's the word. Say there's a fashion uh, program on E. All they do is to rebrand women. If they know you don't dress well, they rebrand you. A sign is that you must look sexy. So they will give you clothes that is torn here. No problem. You can look sexy. But for you who is married, if you have been seeing that thing, they are exposing. By the time they are exposing, they say, secretary, we do it. and Do like this for the boss. Say, eh? okay. Oga, did you see that thing? But he's showing you this. Old. You only say you just laugh. at say, please, keep it. I have one or two. Praise the Lord. Keep it. Keep it. It doesn't make sense. Keep it. Next time, don't dress like that. Why? Because... These things are the same. Hello. Married men, shout hallelujah. Unmarried oh brothers, shout hallelujah. Just wait. You will, I used to tell them people who want to get married, they'll be running. Before they get married, they'll commit uh, fornication. Even if it's two hours to your getting married, if you have sex, it's the same. You say, But we'll get married two hours' time. Wait, that's why we have what is called honey moon. Some people, after they have finished all the moon, they still pretend. When they finish, they say, We are going for honeymoon. Well, what Just once you finish your wedding, just say to them, they say, Won't you go for honeymoon? Say no, praise the Lord. <laughs> it is meant for people who kept themselves, who want to discover each other, who are eager to know what is behind the skirt and behind the shirt. Not for you that have finished it and you are still pretending. All you should do after that, just go and fast and pray and say, God have mercy. Before we got here, praise God. Am I communicating? We are talking of discipline. It's a function of discipline. You say, a beautiful woman. say, ah, this one is beautiful. The leg is hot. The head is brown. The leg is short. Your wife He's is the most beautiful person on earth. That's why God gave you a woman. Some people say, ah, my woman. God gave you what you need. Hello. God does not make mistake. Say, my wife is thin. If God gives you a fat woman, she may sleep over you at night. Praise God. You know that? Her Lord say she she slept over her child. So let's appreciate God and be disciplined. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 11. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Neither be weary of his correction. Like we are saying now, the other word for discipline is chastening when it comes from a higher authority. When you are being chastised, when you are being corrected, you are being pushed into the world of discipline to refine your life and my life. Don't be weary of being disciplined. When your parents are talking to you, don't pay deaf ears. They know what they are saying. So when you are disciplined, it is easy for you to be picked for the next level, to be recommended for the next level. Are you aware that there is always a praiser in your office? The reason is so that they can identify potential people for the next level. Nobody commits things that are very important to careless people who are not disciplined, people who are not focused, people who are not hardworking. Nobody does that. Every time you see your appraiser, you say it's because she doesn't like my face. But don't forget, in your former company, it was the same. same thing you were scoring 50 all through your 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 secondary school days mass 50 class 1 mass 50 class 2 or whatever you got to YX, you got see see they didn't mark it where a lie that's where you have been except you want to be you want to deceive yourself so my dear brothers and sisters there is room At the top, there is room over where you desire to be. Tell me your desire, I will tell you the next level where you are heading to. Tell me what you want to become, I will tell you that there's a higher level over that. Why? We must keep climbing. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18 we will move from glory to glory. Praise the Lord. But the Bible says humble yourself in the hands and he will lift you. Humble yourself in the hands of the Lord. He will lift you. Pride goeth before a fall and haughtiness before destruction a man who is proud is not born again a man who is not born again is haughty in spirit a man who is not that does not know god though may lift himself up sooner or later he or she will crash may that not be our portion in the name of jesus Bow down your head this morning and pray and say, Father, please take me to my next level. I humble myself before you. Lord, I release myself into your hand. I have been trying and failing. I have been climbing and falling. But with your power, I want to rise. Lord God Almighty, help me. Are you talking to the Lord? Are you talking to God? This morning, the Lord God Almighty is looking for somebody He will lift up, for people He will take to the next level. Children of God are meant for the top. The Bible says, He shall be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Sooner or later, every office, every profession, every Business will be taken over by the children of God because we are meant to be at the top. But for you to get there, you must be exalted. God must set you up. God must lift you up for you to get there. You must be a child of God. You must be born again. Otherwise, you will just be laboring by your power. So if you are here this morning, as we are all praying, all eyes close, all heads bowed, you have not given your life to Jesus, you are not born again.